the group, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live. It's nice, and it's nice to be here. It's a privilege to be here, and I wanted to chat with you guys today about a kind of something that I enjoy. But I want to also preface that and mention that this is not for new agents who do not have a technology background. So if you're new to all of this stuff, if you're new to final expense, if you're new to going out and hitting the street and new to going and just making sales, don't let this get in your way. Don't let this be something that can be, that causes paralysis by analysis, right? Whenever you're starting out, you want to keep it simple. You want to buy those leads, buy those fresh leads, go out there and sell, right? Talk to your builder, make sure that you are getting acclimated with all that stuff and that you're getting the experience that you need to make those sales. And there's, other than talking to your builder and just getting plugged into everything that Epis offers in terms of the chat, Monday night live settings, the Wednesday night evening, evening uh, podcasts as well, and then all the stuff on all the different areas online, like the Apple podcasts and whatnot. Other than getting plugged in, that, sh that should be your focus, right? Now, if you have a technology background and you feel like you are, you know, if this is something you're bringing to the table right away, then sure, you know, you can start off with this. Now, I want to see if there's any comments here. All right. Yeah, Chase is going to be a spectator. All right. I want to... I want to mention that, you know, first, I don't want you guys jumping into this and using this as an excuse to, to slow things down or not go in the home because there's no replacing going in the home and the experience that you get there from that. The, once you get to, say, 100 sits, 100 presentations, then, you know, you'll start to see, you'll start to see a lot of improvement. You know, some of you guys are naturals, and I'm envious of y'all. Some of you guys are naturals, and you come into this whole thing, and you hit the ground running, and you're just killing it right in the beginning. Now. There is, let's see, I, as far as like how long I've been in this, I've probably been doing this about four months now. And I did start off with a technology stack in the beginning, but like I said, I have a background in all this. So it wasn't a big ramp up period for me. I was just able to spend, you know, a few hours here, a few hours there, just getting different features implemented and testing out, you know, the stack that I like to use. If you need, you know, sales advice, if you need like, how do I do this in the home? Don't let this technology stuff get in the, Get in the way for you. There's lots of other folks that they can help you out with that. Definitely consult with your builder first on that first. So yeah. All right. Now, what you guys have all been waiting for, let's talk about the sales technology stack. Now, something I like to use is a CRM. I know a lot of you guys use paper and just write on the back. And there's certainly some advantages to that. It's simple. You don't have to worry about it going down. You don't have to worry about downtime, none of that kind of stuff. You just print out your leads, you write stuff on the back. I know that, you know, like Roger Chan, I believe, um, you know, some other guys like to just write on the back and just have like little abbreviations. So that's simple, right? You can write, you know, door knock 3 p.m. You can put some other notes in there like car and driveway or blue truck and driveway or whatever. And that's simple, right? And so a lot of what I do with the CRM builds on what you guys would do with paper. Now, some things I like to do is just, you know, take notes. So I'll use my CRM. I'll go, I'll visit somebody and if I have an appointment, I'll write down, you know, first I'll write stuff down by hand. And then after the appointment's over, if I made a sale or if there's something important for me to follow up on, I might add a comment. 
on that lead and the CRM. So same idea, right? It's just a digital version of your paper CRM. So I do that. The other things I like to do with my CRM, um, you know, just replicating a lot what you do by hand. The advantage is that I don't have to worry about losing the paper or I don't have to worry about, you know, those kinds of things. And then you know, if I need to copy and paste things in the comments on that lead, you know, say something comes back with, you know, maybe you wrote them a policy, say with American Amicable, or say you wrote them a policy with Prosperity. What I'll do sometimes is I'll copy and paste any correspondence that I got via email, and I'll paste that onto my lead in the CRM. So that's some things I like to do there. The big thing that I would make sure of for you guys is if you're using a CRM, what kind of data are you storing in there? So if you're storing health data, if you're storing sensitive data like, you know, payment type stuff or maybe some driver's license, any type of what's called PII, then you want to really make sure that your CRM is up for it. So not all CRMs are. If, if you're wanting to store that kind of data, you want to have what's called HIPAA compliance built into your, built into your CRM. You're going to pay more for that, as you can imagine, because there's government regulations around that, there's testing, there's compliance. And so the way you know that the HIPAA compliance is there and it's being done properly is that you have this BAA. It, the BAA is a business, business associate agreement. If you have that in place, you know that your CRM can handle HIPAA compliant type things because that agreement is what shows that it's HIPAA compliant. So if you're using the CRM I use called Active Campaign that has that, you do have to pay a little bit extra for the HIPAA compliance. However, it's, you know, it, if you're storing that kind of data, that's what you need to do. If you're using Google Drive, Google Drive has HIPAA compliance built in, so it's great. No extra charge for Google Drive. So if you're storing that kind of data in Google Sheets or anything else that's Google related, assuming your sharing permissions are set properly, then you're good in terms of Google Drive as well. But any, anytime you're storing this kind of data, before you even think about storing it on there, find that BAA agreement. And then I would save it locally, you know, maybe in Google Drive as well, a folder on Google Drive or on your local computer, that BAA agreement. So if you're storing data somewhere, store that PDF of that agreement first. That way you've covered all your bases. The, I know in terms of sales tech stacks, so we've covered the CRM. Something a lot of you guys like to use is routing software. I think whether or not you're doing paper or digital-based CRM type stuff, even the guys that are doing paper stuff, you guys all like to use routing software. I know the team here is, is everybody likes Road Warrior. That's a popular one for mapping. So if you guys are wanting to make more out of your day, you got to be efficient, right? We drive around all day long. And what you don't want to do is just crisscrossing all over the place. You want to minimize the travel time, the drive time that you have. You can minimize the travel time. If you can minimize that drive time, then you're, you're maximizing your productivity out in the field. You don't want to have you know, 20 minutes between every contact that you have during the day because you won't have that many contacts. Now, Road Warrior, and then there's another, another solution that I use for routing software called Badger Mapping. They're both similar, right? I like Badger Mapping better because it just integrates better with my sales technology stack. Both are good. So whichever one you prefer there. 
There's some other ones as well. So you'll want to just use what you're comfortable with and what integrates well with your stack. Now, what I'm going to cover now is what's called APIs. Not a lot of CRMs have this, especially those in the insurance field. A lot of them are closed boxes. And so what you're going to want to do if you want to unlock the power of a CRM is maybe look into a CRM that is more open. And so a CRM that's more open is going to have these APIs and the APIs will allow these systems to talk to one another. So what's an API? API stands for application programmer interface or something along those lines. And so what you're going to want to do is look for, look for solutions that have these. Now, if they have an API in place, then that means you, can, you might be able to integrate solutions from different vendors together. Well, that also comes down to if, uh, well, let's, let's first of all talk about APIs a little bit more in depth. So an API is an interface that allows you to, to, con to connect different systems together. Now, this system could be your CRM to your routing software. It could be your CRM to Google Sheets. It could be your CRM to some postcard software. That's how I'm currently using my CRM to connect to different systems. Now, it used to be that you had to hire a programmer to connect all these systems in place or that the solution itself would have to go through and kind of build these things in together. So if you've ever sent out like a newsletter and then you published it to Twitter, something along those lines, there's an API at play. And so if you've ever done something like that, you've used APIs and you use APIs all the time, but they're usually seamless. Now, if you're trying to connect together systems and there's no like pre-baked solution to do it, well, then you've got to hire a programmer to connect these systems together. And that can get expensive. Well, not only is it expensive, but, you know, it may not work the way you want it to, or maybe the developer that you work with is an experience in this area and isn't able to get the job done. So you may end up wasting money. Now, something that I looked for, and the reason I used Badger was because I was able to connect it to my CRM, which is ActiveCampaign. Now, I didn't want to hire a software developer to do this for me. And so what I ended up doing was I ended up using another service called Zapier. So Zapier is like, it's really cool because they have these built-in what they call Zaps and the Zaps connect one API to another. Really awesome stuff. So why should everybody have to reinvent the wheel, right? So Zapier figured this out and said, well, if you want to do all sorts of awesome things. They connect together hundreds, maybe even thousands of services together and just do all the most common stuff that everybody wants to do. So what are some things that I'm able to do with APIs? Well, one of the things I like to do is set up routes, which I've kind of already alluded to. So with active campaign, I can basically export certain contacts that I want to go to my mapping software, Badger. And what connects the two is Zapier. And it takes a little bit of setup time, but you don't have to be a developer to do Zapier. You can log into Zapier interface. You can say, oh, I've got active campaign. Cool. Oh, I've got Badger mapping. Okay. And then it kind of walks you through how to connect the two systems together. It's a little bit techy. So like I said, you got to have a technical background, or I would make sure that you've already got the sales side of things down before you go down this route. 
this is maybe something there if you're not doing you know if you have a day off or maybe like an office day this is something you can mess around with but you don't want it to mess it mess with your with your sales sales days now so we've covered using zapier to connect badger mapping and a crm well another thing that i use zapier for is connecting my crm to google sheets and this comes in handy in several ways one not everybody wants to deal with your crm right crms are all different so whether you're using salesforce uh, active campaign which we've mentioned zoho i know some of you guys are using zoho insightly is another crm there's a lot of crms out there and you may want to learn how to use your crm but other people probably don't and so I have an appointment setter that I work with and I want to keep it simple for her. I don't want her to have to log into my CRM. I don't want her to have to think about how to find routes. She just needs a list of people to call. That's all she needs. And so what I did was inside of active campaign, I connected it to Google sheets. Now with Google sheets, it's just, I just sent her a list of which people she needs to call for that week. Now, cool things that I can do within active campaign is that i can go in and say okay cool call every I'm, I'm in the houston area so i can say there's two big counties out here there's harris county which is all around houston massive county and then there's up north there's montgomery county and so if i want to an active campaign i can say all right well give me all of these leads that haven't been worked and that are in harris county and send them to google sheets and so i there's a lot of kind of set up involved with this, but it, it, it's doable, right? And so one thing I recently sent to her was all the leads that I hadn't worked yet in Montgomery County, which is just north of Harris County, I sent it off the list for her to work and up being about 90 leads. It took me five minutes to do that and send that all her way, which is pretty awesome. Now, another thing I can do with my CRM is I can go through Let's see what we've got here. Um, I can go through and let's say somebody calls you. Let's say you have a, a door knock or a delivery notice that you leave on somebody's house. So you leave a delivery notice on somebody's house. Maybe it's been an hour or two and they call you back. Who in the world is that person that's calling me back, right? I know many of you have gone through and you shuffled through leads and you're like, okay, who's this person? Who's this person? And it's just hard to find out who they are. Well, if all of your leads are in a CRM, all I do is go in the CRM and I typically type in the last four digits of their phone number. I'm like, okay, cool. That was James over on 1248 Main Street. And so I might head over to James' house right away. Or if James is on the other side of town, I may say, mm, maybe next time, right? But it allows me to have a little bit of intel on who called. On delivery notices, people don't always leave voicemails, right? And so if they don't leave a voicemail, you don't know who they are unless you shuffle through the leads or you just type in their phone number in the CRM and then bam, you know who they are. So I found that pretty handy out in the field. The one thing I also do with my CRM is I have a, I have, I have a texting capability set up with that. And so once I'm done presenting to somebody and let's say they bought a policy, one thing I like to do is I like to send them my digital business card. And so with the CRM, I can tag them in the CRM and say, hey, send them a text message with my digital business card. And then depending on, like it'll usually send them also a copy of my license. 
And this actually has come in handy and got me a pretty big sale before where somebody was on the fence about buying from me. She didn't know if she trusted me or not. She was just kind of throwing me those, those, a lack of trust indicator. And so what I did was I just said, Hey, you know what? I forgot to send you my license information. I'm going to text that to you real quick. And so I went to the CRM, tagged it appropriately. A few minutes later, she got a text and it, it was a pre, it was a boilerplate text, right? And so in the text, it had my license information. It showed where to go find my license. So the Texas department of insurance, and then also the second text message had my digital business card. So those are some cool things that I do with the CRM. And that Zapier service was used here as well to send out that text message. Other things I like to do with my CRM, I know, you know, Ben and some other guys have talked about the importance of thank you cards and they are important, right? I know, I know Ben said many times on a morning call, he said, you know, that follow-up is really important with customers. They don't feel like they got scammed. The sometimes you can come in so quickly and leave so quickly. It's they're just, it's just done. Right. And then they may think, Oh man, was that, did I just get scammed? Well, there's some definite easy things you can do to make sure that, you know, they're reassured. One is of course, leaving them a business card, leaving them as some sales literature, a little brochure, that kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, this seems legit after they bought something. Um, another good thing to do also is to send a thank you card. I know a lot of you will handwrite those thank you cards. Maybe you have a template set up something along those lines, you know, drop it in the mailbox and then you're done. Well, for me, I use a service called lob L O B. So L is in Lima. And then O is an Oscar, B is in Bravo, lob.com. I use them to automate the sending of postcards, which is pretty cool. So I went into Canva. I'm not a really graphics design guy, but I went into Canva and then used some pre-made thank you card templates in Canva and then customize them a bit, you know, put some logos on there and then, you know, put like thank you and just did that. So I have some templates that I created in Canva, some graphics templates. I took those, I uploaded them to lob.com. Lob.com will send out a postcard for you for, I don't remember the exact price, but with postage, it's less than 50 cents per thank you card. And so from the CRM, once I've indicated that I've made the sale to that customer, the CRM automatically sends out a, using Zapier, it connect, it's kind of complicated, but the CRM sends stuff to Google Sheets and Google Sheets is then tied into Lob. And then it goes from there and that thank you card gets sent out. But it's pretty cool because I don't have to think about it. I just say, you know, policy sold. And that thank you card shows up in their mailbox. And it's pretty cool when I'll go do some policy deliveries to clients and they'll, and they'll have my thank you card with them. I'm like, that always makes me really happy. In some cases, they just throw the thank you card away because they get so much junk mail and they don't even, you know, uh, they don't even know that, you know, it was for me. It's just, it's got thrown in the wastebasket. But um, yeah, so. The handy part of sending out the automated thank you cards is it's easily done and things that are easily done get done, I feel like, especially if you're off on a blitz and you're, or maybe you're working really hard that week and you're just, you know, working 14 hour days. Well, maybe it's hard to get home and then get that thank you card sent out. So I find if it's easy, it gets done, right? Okay. So we've talked about other ways that we can use a CRM here. The, this came in really handy. So I just got back today from a blitz in Chicago area. We were outside of the Chicago, we were in the suburbs of Chicago. So there's a bunch of other, you know, smaller cities that are out there. And so we were out there. First day I was in Chicago, I went out and door knocked. 
And so I'm door knocking on houses, I'm door knocking on condos, I'm door knocking on apartments. And I ran into a, I figured out a pattern pretty quickly. And that is you have a really hard time getting into apartments in the Chicago metro area. And I spent like the first probably like day, maybe day and a half, and I probably hit, you know, 10, 15 apartments. I was like, I'm just not getting into these things. And what I was able to do within the CRM was, I know a lot of you guys, when y'all are out there in the field, you have different piles of your, of your paper leads, right? And so you may have a pile that's your doorknock pile. You may have a pile that is your appointment pile. And you may have a pile that's follow-ups. Well, in the CRM, you do the same thing. You set up different stages and you can even call them the exact same thing. Mine are called door knock, mine are called appointments, mine are called follow up. And what I did was I had my door knock pile on my CRM or door knock stage. And I said, you know what? I have like 80 leads in my door knock stage. And what I want to do is say all of the ones that are apartments, I want to say those need to have appointments set because you just, it, you just can't get into them. I spent 15 minutes trying to get into my first apartment and didn't even get in there. And so within the CRM, I went through, I wrote a quick little filter, did some advanced searching and said, look for the, look for the words apartment or APT and the address line. And anytime I saw that, I moved all of those leads from the door knock pile to the appointment setting pile. So that's a cool thing that you can do with the CRM that would be a bit more difficult to do by hand, not impossible but a bit more difficult. And then in the appointment setting pile, I'm using an appointment setter. And so I was able to say, okay, well, all these things in the appointment setting pile or stage in this case, I was able to quickly send to the appointment setter. So that's some cool stuff you can do with the CRM as well. And it was, you know, just happened to me last week where I was able to do that. I will say that obviously anytime you have stuff like a CRM and you're using tools like Zapier or you're using mapping software, you're getting additional costs, right? And that's another reason that if you're new in this and you should be maybe thinking about doing this a little bit later or maybe adding on some of this, but not all of this. So maybe you start out with, you know, your routing software first. Once you get the routing software in, you have some sales made, then you add the CRM in later. What we don't want to do is, you know, spend so much money on this stuff that, you know, you're not able to, to, to provide for your other needs and give yourself, you know, a modest income in the beginning. So that's another reason maybe you want to wait on this. Anyway, so the, another thing I should mention too, in this terms, and this comes into cost as well, is you kind of have to think, well, will the CRM pay for itself? And for me, the CRM and all this tech stack stuff or this, you know, sales technology stack stuff, it, it adds up, right? And so if I can get one more sale per month out of this, then it's worth it. So that's how, that's how I justify it for myself. And I had, I was, I was on my last day of my blitz in Chicago. So it was Sunday and I had all my leads in the CRM in their various stages. And there was a follow-up stage and I said, okay, well, I have a bunch of leads in my follow-up stage. I have leads in there, mostly from Texas. And I had some from Oklahoma that were in there as well that I hadn't pulled out. But I was able to write a quick filter from within the CRM and go through and filter by just the leads in Illinois that I haven't followed up with yet. So I had two. And I went through one of them and I said, well, I don't want to follow up with that one in any way. I mean, it's Sunday and 
you know, they weren't really a strong, they didn't give me the strong buy signal and it was going to be too much. There were just, there were some issues with that one. So I ended up throwing that one out of my follow-up pile into the, the cold pile or the pile that, you know, I'm not going to reach out to them again. Then I just closed out that particular, particular lead, but I had one left and that was, it's a good darn thing. I did that, did that search and found that one because that ended up being a $1,200 sale for me. So if you can get one more sale from your technology stack, well then that's paid for itself for the month for sure. So that's how I justify it on my end. The other thing that I really like about using a technology stack is the ability to kind of split up the, the admin work. The, whenever you're in the office, whenever you're at home, when you're not selling, you know, you've got admin work to do at home and you want to minimize that as much as possible, right? One way to do it would just be keep it simple, right? Just right on the back of the card when you're out in the field. So sure, that's definitely a way to do it. Another way to do it is to delegate, which is what I've done. So every week I get fresh leads from FS and those are in the FS CRM. And so what I do is either myself or now I've delegated that I've delegated exporting those leads out into a CSV file and then importing them into my CRM. Now with all the stuff that goes along with that, like saving the images for the leads and all the, that kind of stuff that used to take me about an hour and a half to do for 30 leads, which you're like, Whoa, that's a lot of time. Well, <laughs> unfortunately there's no, <laughs> there's no APIs to connect the, a, the FS CRM to my CRM. Um, so it's a bit of a manual process, but I've had an assistant that's been working with me for years and she needed something to do. So what have I done? I've delegated that to her. So she logs in every Saturday, Sunday, and she will do all that work for me, exporting leads, you know, saving the images from the leads. And she gets all that stuff integrated into my CRM for me. Really cool thing about delegating all that stuff out is I've got my Sundays back, so which is really nice. Before I did all this, I was doing all the work and I was spending my Sundays doing lead prep. I was spending my Sundays going in and doing, you know, routing and doing all that kind of stuff. So having a technology stack and knowing how to use it is, has definitely been really nice for me because I've got my Sundays back with my family and I've got some time to just, you know, kind of relax and unplug and get ready for the next week. Um, just kind of get mentally ready, right? Well, cool. So we've covered a lot of stuff today. We've covered technology stacks. We've covered, you know, different ways that I use the technology stack. We've covered using Zapier to connect multiple systems together, whether that's your CRM or the lob service we talked about for sending out postcards or Google Sheets or mapping software. So we covered a lot. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to do a quick check-in to see where you guys are at on Facebook. See if there's any questions that I can answer. All right, so I'm getting some good feedback. Looks like Joe's there. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the feedback. I want to make sure I didn't leave anything out here. All right. Yeah, so I think for me, I've got about, I've got a thousand plus leads and I've only been doing this four months. I've got a thousand plus leads in my CRM already. 
Now, I just left a blitz. So that was in Chicago, Chicago area. So not technically Chicago, but Chicago Metro. And so I just, le just left a blitz. And I know whenever we go to a blitz, the idea of a blitz is that we have amazing activity, right? And so because of that, we'll oftentimes buy way more leads than we need to. And this is another way you can think about justifying your sales tech stack is maybe being more efficient with your leads. So I was able to go through and say, all right, well, I had, I ended up using like half the leads that I ended up buying and that's fine. You know, I, you don't want to run out of leads. You don't want to be on like Saturday or Sunday or whatever your last days end up being. You don't want to go and just like be hitting the same houses over and over. You want to keep hitting fresh people and making sure that you're going for the easy sales, right? You don't want to be going four times to somebody's house and just like they're getting tired of seeing your face. And so you want to always buy more leads. Well, what if I want to go back to Chicago in six months, right? Well, I only use up half my leads. Leads are, leads are kind of pricey, right? So if I, if I hadn't used a CRM, then it would have been harder to keep track of the paper leads. So I've got maybe 80 leads or so saved. I've moved them to my cold pile, my cold stage, and I've got those saved for later. And then I went to Oklahoma back in August, and I've got some leads saved from that. And who's, who knows? Maybe I'll go back to Oklahoma in six months too, or maybe it'll be a year. But you guys all know with paper leads, they don't, they don't expire right away. I'm, I've made so many sales off leads from 2019 and 2018. And that's you know one, two years old, maybe even three years old. I, I think I've sold some on three-year-old leads. So you can save these leads in your CRM and just, you know, that saves you money too. So maybe that offsets all the cost of this tech stuff. Another thing I like to do with my CRM is, you know, I've made the switch and I did this by necessity when I went on the Oklahoma Blitz and with the Tulsa area Blitz. I ended up buying a bunch of bonus leads while I was there. And so I bought these bonus leads and I didn't really have time to print them out. I didn't want to go down to, you know, FedEx or, you know, like Office Max or Office Depot. I didn't want to go over there and print them out and cut them and do all that stuff. And I was like, forget it. I'm just going to try digital on my iPad and see if people respond to it. Well, for me, people responded to it really well. I think I do better on digital leads on my iPad than I do on paper leads. Now, part of it is maybe the technique that I use. I use a more collaborative technique. And so one of the first things I do when I come to the door is, you know, I door knock and then I say, you know, delivery for James or delivery for Sue or delivery for whoever. And then they answer the door. And then when they answer the door, say, hey, James, I'm John. I'm here to deliver your benefits information you requested. And I'll say it a little bit slower than that. Hey, James, I'm John. I'm here to deliver the benefits information you requested. They're like, benefits information? What are you talking about? So at that point, I take my iPad, which is facing me, and I have the lead ready to go on my iPad, and I face them. And then I go, like, and I'm kind of like, side like we're kind of we're not close but we're, we're we're facing the same direction we're both looking at the ipad together so i know i believe it was cole mccoy that mentioned one time you know when you're in the middle of making a sale and you know you kind of go from the opposite side of the table to sitting on the same side of the table then it feels like you're more on the same team and so i think that same principle works when i'm using the ipad and i'm shifting it to the side 
and I'm looking at it in the same direction they are. Well, now we're on the same team. And so I feel like that really helps me get into the house better. And it's just, it's easier for me to pull up leads. I can pull up leads in like a minute by using digital leads and I can have hundreds of leads. And I was out and I've been out in the field and I've been like, darn it, I don't have enough leads and or on a blitz, I should say, and say, I don't have enough leads, you know, let's say the night before at nine o'clock. And I'm like, darn it, you know, <laughs> I don't have enough leads. I go buy a bunch of bonus leads. I dump them, you know, you know, I, I tell my assistant, say, hey, I need these leads by tomorrow. And my assistant works, she's over in the Philippines. And so she works evenings and which is great in the middle of the night when I'm not around. So I can have, I can buy a bunch of leads late at night, you know, assign the task to my assistant over in the Philippines and then she can have them ready for me by morning. So don't have to worry about printouts. It's all digital. It's ready to go. And then boom, I can hit, hit the ground running in the morning. All right. So looking for comments. You're looking for comments. So that's some stuff I like to do with, with my leads. I really like digital leads. That's, that's one of my probably favorite features that I have here with the using the CRM. The, there's one more thing I wanted to cover with the CRM here, maybe in a couple, if I, if I, if I bring them up, if I get time here. So we've covered digital leads. Yeah. So this allows me to get those things up really quickly. So that's, yeah, I think that's about it. Actually. I think we've covered a lot. I'm sorry if I, I'm sorry if I went too fast or didn't cover things in detail. You guys are welcome to add some comments into the Facebook group. If you'd like to here. I'm sure Chase will slice and dice this thing up and put it out there everywhere where FS is online. I wanted to thank you guys for allowing me to talk about the tech stack that I use here. Once again, I want to emphasize if you're new, don't let this get in your way. Don't even worry about this stuff. I was, I was keeping things simpler. Yes, I use a CRM for day one, but I use paper leads in the beginning. I was keeping things simpler. Um, I use some routing software. So yeah, uh, yeah, we'll end it there. I feel like I could go off on a few more, few more tangents, but I'll leave it for next time. If you're ever out with me or you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm also in band all the time. So happy to chat with you guys there as well. And thank you FS team for allowing me to do this and we'll see you next time.